Welcome to the Creative Cantina Podcast, where we believe you can't grow a business you love around a lifestyle you hate. I'm your host and business coach, Cassie Schmidt. I spent years missing out on life and my pursuit of arbitrary definitions of success. After a massive wake-up call in 2015, my mission became clear. I'm here to help creative entrepreneurs refocus on what truly matters to them and find a way to achieve it sustainably. Running a business doesn't have to be synonymous with burnout, and believe it or not, it is possible to grow your income and impact without giving up everything you love. So cheers to mixing up new ideas with a splash of strategic action and a little room for you to add your own creative twist. So it's crazy to think, but I have been running some sort of business for 14 years at this point, which is almost half my life. And for the better part of the first half of that time, I had no boundaries. I mean, if you want to, go ahead and listen back to episode one, where I tell my entire story of becoming a workaholic and why I'm so passionate about what I do now. And I feel so blessed that I'm at this point 14 years later and six years into my current business where I get to help creatives overcome burnout, to thrive in their life and their business again. And I know that sounds like some cheesy headline on, you know, a a website, but when I say thrive, I mean, I get to work with women like Erica, who said, without her help, I probably would have burnt out and shut down my business within the next year. Or Alyssa, who said, Cassie took a weight off my shoulders in a way that I could have never imagined. I have never felt more on top of my business while also navigating our busiest season in seven years. Or Britt, who said, we set up structures that have helped me go from working nonstop to about 25% of what I had been, and I'm actually getting better results. I don't share these stories to brag. Truly, these, these women put in the work. Like, this was them. But I share this to show you that busy doesn't have to equal burnout, and you know, succeeding in business doesn't have to mean you're exhausted all the time. And when I say that I help women overcome burnout to thrive in their life and business again, I'm talking about these women who have grown their businesses by leaps and bounds. And I get to witness them not only succeeding more and more and touching more lives, but I also get to witness them taking more vacations with their families, being really present when they're not working, getting full night's rest, not just two to three hours here and there when they can scrape it together, and continuing to serve their clients even better than ever. You know, rebranding, growing their offers, offering things in a different way. It's amazing to get to watch. And one thing that these women all have in common is they worked on this work-life balance. They created boundaries. They set up systems. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Basically, I want to talk to you about some of the things that I helped them with so that you can kind of jump in and, and hopefully start to get similar results in your life and business. Because like I said, if you listen to episode one of this podcast, you will see very quickly why my heart is so driven in this area and why it matters so much to me that your business supports your life, not the other way around. So let's go through this step-by-step on how you can achieve work-life balance with these boundaries and these systems. Step one, you need to decide what balance looks like to you. Like seriously, sit down and define it. It's different for everybody. For you, it may be that you work three days a week for six hours a day. 
and you are really present in every hour outside of that with your kiddos. For some of you listening, you may not have kiddos. And so for you, it might be that going to a Pilates class or waking up without an alarm every day is really important to you because you have health issues and you need as much rest as possible. Whatever it is for you, I want you to sit down and define it. And I want you to be really, really careful that as you define this, you don't get caught up in the trends, for lack of a better term. I don't want you to get caught up in what you see on Instagram and these perfect 20-step morning routines. It has to matter to you. What does balance look like to you? And why does that matter to you? Get really, really, really clear on that because if you know exactly what you want it to look like and why you want it to look that way, sticking to the rest of what I'm going to say today is going to be a lot easier. So go tech-free on this. Sit down with some pen and paper and really think through what you want in your life. And don't think about what you necessarily think is is possible. Obviously be practical about it, but I want you to stretch past what you think is is possible. If right now it feels like there's no way you're going to be able to work less than 70 hours a week, stretch that. Stretch your imagination. What would it look like if in an ideal world everything was going exactly how you want it to go? That's what I want you to shoot for is that balance. So that's step one. Step two, I want you to set clear expectations or boundaries with your clients and team members, anyone you work with. And there's a few ways that we can do that. Number one is through communication methods. Limit to one method of communication so you're not checking 14 different places. It's not to say that someone can never message you on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. It's just that We want them to understand that they cannot expect timely responses other than in your one approved place. I talk to so many business owners who are getting inquiries in the DMs on Facebook, Instagram, email, text message, carrier pigeons. It's too many places to keep track of. You're juggling too many plates and you're gonna drop one of them. And so for those women who I've talked to are in that boat and who are trying to keep up with all of these different forms of communication, which yes, we love technology. It's a great thing, but sometimes it's a pain in the butt. And and in this case it is. So let's use it to our advantage. So for inquiries, for example, start funneling everyone to your inquiry form. Stop discussing project details in the DMs. Cut it out. It's too much to keep track of. You are going to forget about someone and that's not the kind of service that you want to provide. So funnel everyone to your inquiry form. And explain it in a way that shows that you're trying to do what serves them best. You know, I don't want to let your messages slip through the cracks. This isn't uh, an area I check messages on a whole lot. So I want to make sure that I am responding quickly to you and that you're getting the best service possible. So for that reason, could you please fill out my inquiry form and then I will get back to you via email so we can continue this in in a place where I can make sure that I don't miss a message. If you are someone who has a Facebook, but you don't really check the messages super often, hi, raising my hand, guilty of this. Anyone who knows me knows this, and it's probably pretty annoying to them, but that's okay. You could set up an automated message on your business page on something like Facebook and have it say, hey, I check my messages every two weeks on here. If you need to hear from me sooner, fill out this form and then give them the link. Systemize it to make it easier for you. And then because everyone is now getting sent to your website and through your form, 
they are now subconsciously expecting email correspondence from you. And so you are taking what could be 20 different methods of communication and you're boiling it down to one place, which is going to be super helpful for you from an organization standpoint. Sneaky tip here too. If you also want to just kind of reaffirm any boundaries, use your email signature to remind them of your business hours that they can see. Well, if I message you on Friday night, I'm not going to hear back from you until Monday. Which leads us to point two, actually, expectations. This starts in your inquiry submission form in your page. So when they fill out their form and they submit it, there is an option to redirect them to a different page or give them a successful submission message. Regardless of what you do, this is a really great opportunity to go, hey, we got your inquiry. Thank you so much for reaching out. We will get back to you within 24 hours, 48 hours, um, you know, same business day, whatever your expectations may be. This is the first place that you can be really clear about that and set a boundary of what the communication with you is going to look like. Quick side note, it's best to underpromise and overdeliver, but now this is going to help you mentally check out on weekends because you know that you've already told them when they can expect to hear back, so you don't really feel bad leaving them hanging. And on their end, the right people will be patient, and everyone else who can't wait a day to hear back likely isn't the type of chill client who will respect your boundaries later anyway. So... That's a great place to start setting expectations, but also setting expectations about when they're going to receive their final product or deliverable is also important. So you're not getting a bunch of messages asking for that information, right? They know. And as long as it's within that time frame, hopefully they shouldn't message. We all know sometimes clients still will, but it will help eliminate some of that confusion or need to message. And then be super clear with them. Like set really good boundaries about what it looks like to work with you. There was a study that was conducted that showed that kids who were playing on a playground without a fence tended to stay toward the middle of the playground. They didn't really explore the full playground, but when a fence was installed, they used every square inch of the space. And I know you're thinking, okay, how does this at all apply to my clients? I say this because if you truly want to serve your clients best and make them feel comfortable communicating, taking up more space of their experience, metaphorically here, set boundaries, build a fence. Tell them what you are expecting from them. This works for my clients. I go, hey, I am available as much as you need me between the hours of 9 and 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday through Thursday. As much as you want to message me, I'm here for it. I say this at the beginning of working together, and I have people who are still super respectful of this on, you know, I say it like, and then three months later, four months later, they know, hey, I'm not messaging Cassie on Fridays. But Monday through Thursday, they feel comfortable asking me questions, reaching out. And that's what I want them to do. I want to deliver a really great experience for them. And the same can be true for you. Your clients, for the most part, want to respect you. So help them know what they're supposed to respect. And this comes back to client experience and delivering an excellent one to respectful ideal clients because then they'll want to rave to all their wonderful friends and bada bing, bada boom, you've got more incredible inquiries. And so again, it all starts with expectations. The third thing in terms of setting these expectations and boundaries that you want to communicate is your work hours. So this may require you to sit down and really determine what those look like for you. And I want to encourage you to not, again, have to fit someone else's mold. It is your business. So if you don't work on Fridays, don't work on Fridays. I worked with a coach last year who didn't work on Mondays. That was her day with her kids. And I respected that. So set your business hours based on what you need for your life, your family, your work-life balance, your mental health, your happiness. It's your business. 
And if you think about it, back in the day, this is where it gets really tricky. Entrepreneurs would run storefronts or, you know, they'd have their phone at their business and they could close shop until the next day and then kind of check out and come back. Now, once an entrepreneur, always an entrepreneur, I'm sure they weren't completely mentally checked out, but they were at least separated from their work in some way. We need mental rest to be our best, but now our entire business basically fits in the palm of our hands, aka our phone, and that separation can get really hard, especially because for a lot of us, it's not really practical to carry two phones. So what can we do, right? We have our entire business sitting here in our hand that we really can't walk away from unless we lock our phone somewhere else, but then our family and friends can't reach us either. So here are a few things that have helped me, have helped my clients, and that I think would be really beneficial for you as well. Number one, set app limits or restrictions. Don't go on any business social media or platforms or emails or even your CRM app before or after your set time. Like literally set the settings on your phone. You can do this on the Apple um, iPhones. Set your settings. You can actually do it on your desktop too. Fun fact if you have a Mac. But set it so that it turns off access to certain apps after a certain time. So for instance, I have Instagram set for hourly uh, app limits. But you could set it to no access after 5 p.m. or after 6 p.m. You could set, like for instance, my HoneyBook app. No weekends, right? You can set these restrictions. And so doing that will kind of just help hold you accountable to the temptation of checking in. If you're really disciplined, this may not be necessary, but if you're not to to get into the habit, this could be really helpful. And because you're likely communicating mostly via email, this should be pretty easy to leave unopened until the next day. So, you know, if you want to check your personal email later in the day, that's totally fine, but have them separated, you know, don't have the same email for personal and business and just don't open that email. And if you do get push notifications, turn them off. You are not a Nobel prize winning surgeon. Things are not as urgent as you think they are. Take the break, turn off the push notifications. I promise it will save your sanity. So again, get those off There's no need for those. Honestly, I see when we shut off push notifications for clients' emails and social media, their productivity soars. They're not tempted to check in. We think we can multitask. We can't. We task switch. Every time we task switch, we lose like, I want to say 40% of our efficiency, which if you think about 40% over the course of a week is like extra days worth of work, turn them off. They're distracting. They're not beneficial. They're not helping you. And then thirdly, if you're getting a lot of text messages outside of business hours, set better expectations up front that you need that time away mentally. If you have clients that you want to train out of that habit that you weren't able to set that boundary with from the beginning, communicate the boundary to them again in a way that shows you're trying to serve them best. So something like, hey, I'm so happy to answer any questions that you have, but I want to be at my best and serve you well, which means I also need a little bit of time to rest and I need time to recharge with my family. So could you please text me only during business hours? These are my hours as a reminder. If something's on your mind and you want to get it to me right away and you don't want to forget, you know, send it via email. That way I don't miss it or open it and can't mark it as unread. And this is something that I had to do with my clients as well, because again, I didn't want to get a text message. You open it, you can't mark it as unread and miss it. And so communicating in a way that's beneficial for them will also help them realize like, you're not trying to be a jerk. You're really just trying to serve them well, while also maintaining a life for yourself. Okay. So those are really great 
tactical, tangible tips. But none of it works if you don't stick to your guns. So here's my advice, because often it is not the clients who are taking advantage of or crossing these boundaries. It's actually the business owner who is tearing them down first. And so if you want to convey that you respect your own boundaries, you can't be sending or responding to messages outside the times that you tried to tell them you wouldn't communicate with them. So this means, you know, I understand if you get like an itch to get some work done, or maybe your kids went to bed and you want to just get some stuff done later in the day. Great. That's fine. Don't send those emails though. You can schedule emails, especially in a CRM. Type the email up if you want to, but schedule it for the next day during business hours to maintain that boundary. Because if you break the boundary, why can't they? So stick to your guns on that. And if you're B2B, one thing that I had to consider was a messaging app. So now rather than having text access with all of my clients, I actually do Voxer, um, which is like a walkie-talkie app. And honestly, I like it better anyway because I can get responses back to my clients quicker because I can listen to what they're saying in real time and their messages stay versus like the Apple ones get deleted. So there's a lot of reasons that it was helpful for my clients. But for me, it was helpful because even with the most well-meaning clients, maybe they're in a different time zone, they didn't realize that it was after hours for me, they would send me these messages not wanting to forget what they were going to say. And now I open the message, I feel like I have to listen to it because I'm going to forget. And now I don't want to forget to send them a message back. So I have to put it in my planner. And now my relaxing night just went from a relaxing night to adding things to my to-do list, getting stressed about wanting to respond to them, knowing what they need help with and wanting to just get it off my plate now. And we know how that rabbit hole goes. And so now that I use Voxer, it's a separate app. I can turn off push notifications. I can shut that app off at night, right? I can ignore it. And I don't have to worry about missing something or mixing my personal and business. So whenever possible, separate your personal and business, whether it's a via email or again, text or messaging app or whatever it is you want to use with your clients, like try to separate work and business as much as possible, even within the same device, which leads me to my final point. Don't wait to create systems. You can't set expectations if you don't know what to expect yourself. So when we talk about systems and processes, like you need to take time to map out an intentional client experience so that you can deliver the same quality time and time again. Part of what makes McDonald's so successful isn't the quality of their food. Let's all agree on that. It's the consistency of their experience. That's what made them such a rising star in their industry. So if your client refers you to a friend, they're gonna expect the same type of experience that their friend got. And if you can't do that, because you're flying by the seat of your pants, that's gonna hurt your reputation. That's gonna hurt your growth, especially in the age now where I really truly feel that more word of mouth and referrals are gonna be what helps our, our businesses because online world's becoming so saturated. But you have to be intentional about that. Your clients deserve a consistent, amazing experience. And to do that, again, you have to think through it ahead of time and plan things out. So that's where systems really come into play. In fact, <laughs> I feel like systems for solo entrepreneurs now are vital. And I mentioned a few today. So when I say systems, I mean things like setting the app limit, set out the auto responders on social media so that you can redirect people to your website and your inquiry form. But it also could look like getting a CRM. And that CRM can keep you organized with client communication, or it can help you with setting up an inquiry form that automatically redirects them to a welcome page with those expectations we talked about um, at the very beginning, but then also puts them into one clear space where you're going to communicate from with all your clients. So you can stay organized 
which is going to help limit that burnout. And again, you can ignore messages from that CRM app after hours. So again, we're separating work and personal, but it can help with that. It can, like I said, with those expectations, provide a just really nice experience from the beginning. All of these pieces can be the difference between burnout and happiness. And if it isn't obvious, this is something I am just so passionate about. After years and years of coaching, again, this is my sixth year back in just this business, right? I mentored years before, came back to coaching six years ago. And guys, this is just something that lights me up. This is my niche. This is my this is my why. This is something that I see time and time again, business put on the back burner and they they burn out. They get so exhausted that they can't run their business. Even though they were doing really, really well and their clients loved them, they burn out because they didn't have things in place to prevent it. And so because it's something I'm so passionate about, I want to celebrate my sixth year in business and my 14th in entrepreneurship by giving one person free access to my course that helps with this. Systems That Sell is my course that basically helps fuse my passion for helping women get their life back with my business sales and planning brain. And within just a few hours, it's designed to help you map out your entire client experience. So at the beginning, I teach you how to tweak your inquiry form, your initial response email and consult call process to help increase your conversions. This is a process that I've worked with one-on-one clients on for years and have helped raise their booking rate as much as 67%. Literally, I had someone go from like 30% to 97% booking rate. So again, this is super impactful information. But then we walk through how to wow your clients once they book with you officially through a well-thought-out experience. So we'll write every email in your process. You can simply click the template and send, saving you a lot of precious time. And we'll even brainstorm ways to make your experience signature to you so that you can rake in five-star reviews and referrals. So to enter the giveaway, head to Instagram. I will leave the link in the show notes. But there will be a shared post between the Creative Business Coach and the Creative Cantina Podcast. So to enter, you'll have to follow both Creative Business Coach and the Creative Cantina Podcast, like the giveaway post, and tag one business friend in the comments. And then each additional tag will count as an additional entry. The giveaway is going to close this Sunday, July 16th at midnight Central Standard Time, and the winner will be announced the following day. So make sure you head on over there today, enter that giveaway, because again, guys, that course, I just know how helpful it would be for you and how beneficial it would be for getting your system set up. But even if that course is not something that you end up winning or getting, start with the things we talked about today. Decide what balance looks like to you. Set clear expectations and boundaries with your clients and your team members. Stick to your guns and don't wait to create these systems. Cheers to finding your ideal work-life balance and building a burnout-free business that can last for years and decades to come.